Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Emotions are so powerful. They are so strong. Like we really underestimate the power of emotion. And like I said before, so many of us, they want like people uh, ashamed because they're emotional. They're ashamed. Oh, he's so emotional. Yeah, I have emotions. They're powerful. They're strong. They make things happen. They make the world move. You know, don't be ashamed of them. Just learn how to manage them and work with them. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope you're all doing fantastic today. What day is it? Wednesday. I start to lose track of days, to be honest. If it wasn't for trading, I wouldn't know which day was which. Um, Nanaimo. Oh, yeah, you're on the island. I didn't know that. Interesting. I lived on the island for six months. Um, yeah, so lots of Canada, 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 all on the west. So you're all waking up nice and early to be here. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, Really awesome to have a group here. It makes things easier than me just speaking to a screen. Well, Costa Rica, lovely. I'd love to go to Costa Rica. I actually planned on going from Mexico down through Central, um, but our plans changed, and here I am in Germany with a baby. So Costa Rica will have to wait. But what a beautiful place. All right. Well, I hope you're all having a fantastic mid-week hump day as I like to call it um I today I'm very very grateful for this group uh, of people showing up on time and um and consistently it's nice you know when you're starting something new it takes a little bit of time to get traction and to get people who are interested or to get people coming so I do encourage you to share it um this call with people especially if you're getting value out of it if you're taking things away each morning share it with those who you think might benefit from it because um i've really benefited from benefited from my mindset journey um and i want to try and create a community of like-minded people who are all here learning together growing together and really just helping each other because i think three key aspects to growing um, in any area is mentors community and knowing yourself and self-discipline so if we can get a community of people together with other people who are willing to help and share um, i will always learn from other people as well so it's always nice to um to have a group of people because i'm always learning from everyone i'm surrounded by so yeah the more we can share with each other the more we can share the group the bigger it will grow the more we will learn and so <laughs> dark and early yeah it must be really early over there. You're the bright part. Aren't you guys cute? Um, all right. 
so yeah my gratitude today like i said gr grateful for everyone here that's showing up i am super grateful for my little man as i always say and for my lovely lady who's patient with me um i'm actually quite grateful to be in germany in europe it's not somewhere i actually envisioned myself being um for a long period of time when i was younger but life just takes you on this lovely journey and here i am um a little bit out of my comfort zone um, with language and all that sort of stuff. I do like learning. I do like learning new language, um, but it uh, it can get hard after a while when, you, when you're around people and you don't understand what half the people are saying, even just a small talk and stuff like that. So I'm actually grateful for the challenge to to learn, to push myself, to grow, um, hopefully become bilingual or trilingual or wherever that journey takes me. Um, and yeah, I'm very grateful to have found a path which 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 I benefit from the more I grow. So the more I grow myself and the more I have people who are wanting to learn about that, the more I get to share, the better, the more I, I develop. So I'm very grateful for that. So why don't you guys chuck some gratitude in the chat where you're from, where in Germany are you? I am in Stuttgart, a city down in the south, so southwest side. Um, <clears throat> grateful for this opportunity to learn. Ability to trade, my partner, my health, perfect. And if you're wondering about gratitude, and actually I'll go into that in a little bit. So let's have a look at some of these. Grateful opportunity. I'm so grateful for the lessons I'm learning and how I'm growing every day. Brilliant. My amazing partner and the opportunity to move our life to Costa Rica. Learning Spanish. Yeah, como estas? Muy bien. I learned a little bit of Spanish in uh, Mexico. Not much, as you can tell. But uh, it's a fun journey learning a different language. So just a little bit on gratitude before we dive really into the things that I want to talk about today. When I first heard about gratitude and finding gratitude, um, I kind of was like, eh, yeah, seems like a bit of a crock of shit. Don't really want to sit there and say all the things I'm grateful for over and over again. And I was stubborn and egotistical and the male from Australia who was like, I don't need this bullshit in my life, rah, 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 rah. That was at my start of my journey. And I can honestly say that it's taken me a long time to get into the flow or get into the habit or be even okay with openly verbally saying, I'm grateful for this. I am grateful for this. I am grateful for this. Um, but as we'll hear more about tomorrow, the power of our words is extremely powerful. Like it, it makes a huge difference and it goes to a subconscious level. It goes like so many inbuilt nature levels and stuff like that, but I won't go on it too much, but repeating out those i'm grateful for and you can say i'm grateful for the same thing every single morning if you're grateful for the same thing and that is more than okay but what what you're doing if you're finding gratitude for something it makes it really really hard to be negative towards something if you're like i'm grateful for you know my ability to run and i'm grateful for my health you're not really going to then turn around and complain about going for a jog. Then you're like, hang on, I just said I'm really grateful for this. Like I'm really happy and excited. And if you're not grateful for that, that's fine. But it makes it really hard to find the negative side of things. And it's not so much about going through the process of I'm grateful for, but finding the emotion that is backed with what you're grateful for. And one thing that if you're struggling to find gratitude or you're struggling to find the ability to say what you're grateful for, I want you to maybe write down a list of things that you have in your life whether you believe them whether believe you're grateful for them or not things that are there every day things that are there by choice things that are there not by choice and just imagine your life without that thing in it imagine your life without whatever that is in it 
So say you've got, I'm grateful for my socks, I'm grateful for my giant bed, and I'm grateful for the snacks in my cupboard. And then you go, actually, I'd be really upset if I didn't have my socks because it's cold in Germany. I love my double bed, my big king bed, because I can cuddle with my family and do so much, and it's just very spacious. I probably could do without the snacks. I'm not really that grateful for them. And you actually start to find, okay, my life without the snacks is not going to be any worse. It's probably going to be better. And so maybe I don't need to have gratitude for those things. And maybe I should change the energy that I've got based towards, you know, <laughs> appreciating a sugary snack um, and maybe bring it towards something else. Because when you get down to, you know, I appreciate it for my son, what would my life be like without my son? I can't even imagine what that would be like right now. Like, when we first thought about having a child, it was a whole different thought. Now we've gone through the process and we ha we have our little man. Like I can't imagine a life without it, right? And that right there is the gratitude. And then when I say I'm grateful for my son, I like the emotion of not having him there and all the other things that come along with that rise up within me. And that makes me go, oh, man, I'm really grateful. Like I should spend this quality time with him. I should make the most of it. Like don't take this for granted. Like really things can come and go in an instant. When you speak to anyone who's fought cancer or like I said yesterday, you know, any of those people who've been in traumatic accidents and stuff like that, you'll find that the gratitude is the one thing or the, one of the major key aspects that gets them through such tough times. And you're like, man, like you, you see some people who've been through these things and they they have such a passion for life on the other side because they nearly lost a lot. And so finding, imagining your life without the things and finding gratitude for it because you've still got it can be very, very powerful. And so I will be on here every morning finding gratitude for possibly the same thing weeks and weeks in a row. But that is why. And I really encourage you all, um, even if you're sitting on here and you're like, oh, I'm a bit shy. I don't want to say my thing. I don't want to do my bit. Like write it down in front of you or at least say it out loud in front of you. Or, you know, if you don't want to, if you are capable, share it in the group. And because when I read someone else's gratitude, I'm like, oh, that's right. I've also got that in my life. I'm so grateful for that as well. Does that make a little bit of sense? Why gratitude I think is important. And lots of, um, you know, very wealthy and successful people will be like, and gratitude has changed my life. Finding gratitude in the morning and finding gratitude in the, in the night changes my life. It's not that I'm finding gratitude. It's that I'm changing my whole perception, my persona to being in a positive mood, reducing that negativity and finding positivity and gratitude and like thank and every thank, thankfulness, thank, thank's not a word. Well, it is, but not in that context. Thankfulness is, is really powerful. Um, and it's not just, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. But all the emotion, like we were talking about yesterday, the emotional brain and the logic brain, the emotion is the one that drives us. So if we can change those emotions, we can change our trajectory. So finding that gratitude has a lot more to do with just I'm grateful for. I'm just going to go back in the chat a little bit. I feel like a few more great gratitudes come in. Opportunity, health, family, incredible friendships, clarity and passion for today and the future. I love it. Grateful for the journey that I'm on and the decisions I've made to learn trading, become a successful trader, my husband, my family, my health. If so much power, we must speak gently and kindly to ourselves. Very true. Very true. Grateful for learning with this group more about myself and share the why why i am who i am that's it i love the grateful comment from a team member yesterday grateful for the fridge full of groceries sometimes we take some part of our lives for granted we definitely do and finding gratitude for the simple things or the things that we we think are like necessities or not what's the word 
things that we think are just given but are actually luxuries like food a fridge a fridge to keep that you know food cold that was a long time i actually lived without a fridge <clears throat> um because i was living in a school bus and it hadn't wired it up properly but i mean we lived in the snow so it was quite okay um yeah, grateful for the small things as well. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be a part of amazing group, similar goals, my family, warm, safe home. Five years I did get to spend with my late husband before cancer entered our life. Yeah, so my condolences there. Um, it can be a very traumatic time. My ex-girlfriend's mother passed away from breast cancer. Um, and so I got an inside view of how it can affect people and the lives around them. So I know what it can be like. Um it can be hard and there's a lot of strong lessons that come out the other side um, for both those going through it if they come out the other side and for those who are the loved ones and the others around them so definitely my condolences there um, it's a it's a life-changing experience if you've ever known someone who's gone through something like that so right moving on i would like to talk today a little bit about so yesterday we we're talking about the emotional brain and the logical brain and there was another brain that I was talking about. Um, this is based on the chimp paradox here. So the emotional brain is called the chimp. And I really like this term for it because we are very primal. Humans have a very primal instinct to us. And I can't remember the guy that I was listening to this morning, but he was on the topic of the fact that we have to learn to become human, which I thought was a really interesting concept. And I think it's very, very true if you understand the basis of where he's coming from. So like I said yesterday, most people think that the logical brain is the one that drives the boat. You know, it's the one steering the ship, telling us where to go. And the emotion brain just comes and jumps in left and right and goes, hey, I got an idea. Let's do this. But really, the emotional brain is the one that drives us. It's the primal feelings we have and we we need these as, as animals essentially you know we're scared we run if if we're if we're in love we do something about it you know if, if we're happy we we're joyful we, we let that be known like we need that in in our life but what differs humans from the um the animals and the primal instinct or the primal what separates us humans from the primal animals is the ability to think consciously, like think forward and the logical aspect of our brain and the development of, I think that prefrontal cortex is the, is the difference. I, I don't know animal brains at all, but um, I have a feeling that that growth is what separates us and the ability to think forward of our actions and the fact that we may have consequences and X, Y, Z. And so this relates closely to the fact that we have to understand who we are and not try and hide away these emotions or these primal urges or whatever it is that you've got um, within you, because that is essentially who you are and what makes you up. The, the difference is becoming, let's say, aware of them and awareing of like some people have much higher sex drive and sexual urges. Some people just laugh hysterically and they're generally very happy and their emotions high in that area. Some people are just angry and they have frustration that builds up super quickly and they've got this fight or flight sort of mode and they can be very aggressive shall we say but there's nothing wrong with that um and i think there's a stigma against allowing your emotions to take place and i think if we can learn who we are and acknowledge the emotions that we have and sort of live like 
drive to that like let your emotions run for you but also have the capacity to be very self-aware and turn your logical brain on in order to control those emotions now the reason this is important and talking about self-awareness and um we also have the third part of the brain so we've got the the chip which is the primal the human which is the logic and that's what makes us human and differentiates us from the animals and then there is the computer and the computer in the terms of the chimp paradox is what i would like to refer to as the habits or the subconscious um, or those ingrained things that we do without thinking so the computer and as a, as a bit of a programmer myself um, that is code that is written or hardwired into you that just acts on autopilot so if someone throws a ball at my head i duck it's just like instinct i'm like ah don't get hit in the face um you know if someone cracks a beer open i'm like oof I want a beer. There's these certain triggers and habits and, and behaviors that are within me that are just ingrained because of A, where I, I believe we have some grain from DNA and, and where we grew up, but also just from habits, 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 habits. So the repetition of, of an action, shall we say, doing something over and over and over and over again. Now, how do we use this information? Well, if we know that there is a third part of our brain that creates consistent habits and consistently triggers like without even thinking it's the fastest part of our brain it can it can trigger us to do certain things then we can try and figure out a way to reprogram that part of our brain by doing what habits are so creating good habits is extremely important and this is why I'd like to start every lesson or every episode should i say with gratitude because once you have a place where you're almost forced to find or partake in that habit over a long period of time it becomes natural it becomes instinctive it becomes ingrained into our or programmed into our brain and then we are able to do it without thinking now lots of us and i don't want to speak for everyone here at all but have very good habits and very bad habits and I think it's being self-aware of what our good habits are and what our bad habits are. For example, hearing a beer open and wanting one, probably not the best habit. I can, I, something I can work on, you know. Um, but if we are self-aware of the habits we have and the actions and the triggers that, we, um, that, that cause these actions to, to partake, like to cause these actions to sort of start, then we can program ourselves to redefine what triggers affect us and in turn redefine our habits and our emotions and therefore our actions and our outcomes so all in all we want a better life we want to self-improve we want to develop we want to become good traders we want long-term prosperity or whatever it is that you're, you're here for and one thing that i think we need to start with is looking at our small daily habits and how that affects us in the long term so going from our emotional brain like often we'll get a trigger which will set off an emotion or a feeling which will lead us to taking an action and if we consciously think about something with our logical brain in a way that gives us an emotion we will then create an action from it and over time this process just gets so well ingrained into us that it becomes a habit and it becomes consistent now the one of the best analogies i heard for this was um if you're 
at the top of a mountain, and I know there's lots of people from Canada, so probably lots of skiers and snowboarders. If you're at the top of a mountain and you go down, you sort of go down and you see a run and it goes to the left and then you follow this run all the way down. Now, what if that run went down to the bottom, right to the pub, you know? You know, oh, I want to go to the pub. I'm going to jump on this run and off we go. But in order to get another run that maybe goes, I know you wouldn't want to go to the gym straight after uh, going snowboarding, but my point here is that say you want another run, but there's not one that goes there yet. You're going to have to like go off piece and you're going to have to like slide between the trees and sort of start to curve one out and like make a little bit of a run for it. And then you get there and then you go back up and you're like, oh, which way did I go again? Okay. So it's a bit harder. It's a bit slow. It's a bit undeveloped. It's a bit unsure, you know, and you're going down again and you're like, oh, which was it left here? Was it right here? I don't know. And then you have to keep doing this again for a couple of weeks. But over time, you start to see, ah, oh, that's right. There's the grooves and oh, here's the fast part that I did last time. Oh, and this part's really easy. And oh, there's a bit of a drop here. So brace myself. And over time, you now have a new run run that goes straight down to a different part uh, of the uh, the mountain to a healthier area. And it's really important to understand that the first few runs of doing this are going to be hard. They're going to be slippery. They're going to be confusing. You're going to be like, Wait, is it left? Is it right? But we got to do this over and over again until it becomes this natural sort of um, sort of, sort of behavior that's ingrained into us. And in the same way that we can create new good habits, we can also destroy bad old habits. So if we want to go down if we know that this path continues, like we jump into it and the run just like takes us all the way down, we've got to like stop ourselves when you find ourselves on that run and just like trying to cut off to the side, you know, maybe slice or slide off to the side a little bit. And Oh, I'm going down this run again. Stop. I know there's an exit somewhere here. Let's get off and go to the side and start creating a different exit. And eventually you can maybe put some snow on the stop start. So you don't actually go down this slide again. So it's all about the acknowledgement and understanding of who you are, the habits you have, and then your ability to acknowledge them and change them. So an exercise that I would like or recommend, and this comes from Atomic Habits, I believe, is where I read this. Um, it's about making a list of all your habits, good and bad. You know, for me, I really love, as soon as I finish for the day, I'll start cooking and I'll have myself a beer. It's not really a bad habit, but it's something that I definitely could curb without having, you know, any issues. It could be better for my health. And so... Things like this, you write down and you put a little positive. So maybe on my beer with making cooking dinner, I'll put a negative. On my morning jog, I'll put a positive. So what I want you to do is write down all your lists, a list of all the things you do, like almost habitually, without thinking, and then next to them you put a positive or a negative. Then you really get an understanding of like how you spend your day. And what you'll notice is that so many of them, you might, they'll be stacked on each other. So you might cook your dinner, and then, oh, I've had my dinner, so I'll sit down in front of the TV and watch that. Okay, and now I've finished my dinner, I will watch a bit more TV, and then you realise you're watching TV for too long, and then you forget to, then you get up and you go put your plate away and toilet and off to bed. And you're like, I don't want to do that in the afternoons. I want to, I want a different routine. I want, like, I want to have my dinner and then go for a walk and then maybe read my book. So what do you do? you oh there you go james clear atomic habits yeah that's a really good site so anyone who hasn't seen, been over there um mike just dropped that in the chat thanks mike um atomic habits is a great book but what you do here is you understand your habits and you go okay i'm going to cook my dinner and then i'm going to sit at the table and then what i'm going to do is i'm going to put my shoes in between the table and the tv so that i visually see them before i go and sit down there after my dinner and i'm going to put my book on my pillow 
so that I know that once I've while my dinner's cooking, I've got my shoes down, I've got my pillow, my my book there, and now everything is just kind of leading on to one another. It's called habit stacking. Here's an 11-minute review of that book. It is a really good teaser for this. Um, excellent book on habits. Yeah, so there you go. There's some stuff in. This is like a 20-second barrier. Yeah, so this is – some people dropped in the chat here some links. I definitely recommend going and check them out. But, yeah, like when I'm cooking now, I can go put my shoes in front of the TV so I know I'm going to go for a walk and put my pillow on my my, my, my book on my pillow. And it just, it's called habit stacking. And I know that, okay, now I'm going to move myself to the table. That's going to be the hard part. The hard part is going to go, no, I'm not going to sit down in front of the TV. This time I'm going to go sit at the table. But then from there, everything else should be easy because you've already set up yet the 20-second barrier from the shoes between the TV. And then you go, like, ah, the shoes are there. Really, I should just put them on. And then, all right, I'll go out. And then, oh, you come back from your walk. You're feeling good. You don't really feel like sitting down. And then you get triggered because you can visually see your book. It's like, that's right. I said I wanted to read my book. So now my book's sitting there and, and off you go. So it's really about, um, so this whole idea is just to finish off with the three areas of the brain. We had the emotion, which is our primal aspect. We had the logic, which is what makes us human. And then we have the computer, which is all about that subconscious mind and the habits we form and the ability to change them. So this is like the same on the charts. We can see, okay, getting into a habit. And I recommend this to everyone who struggles with getting out of trades is go on a demo account, just fire away the buy or sell button, but then exit on every exit you see. So it becomes a habit. So it's like, oh, there's a KC exit, I'm out. Oh, there's an LC exit, I'm out. You don't care about the results. You don't care about, you know, yes, okay, try and make some good trades after the first little bit. Like for the first week, just smash the button and exit, make sure you're exiting on exits. And then hit the button for good trades and then exit on exits every time. The ones that you like to take, exit on them. Exit, exit, exit. And do this for a couple of weeks. You know, you can even do it after you, you do your regular training session, do like an exercise after um, and just practice it so it becomes habitual. So like you can almost see, oh, there's a KC exit and you're already moving towards closing the button. Like you don't have to think, oh, do I want to, do I want this 20 seconds of decision-making to allow some emotions to jump in between me and my logical brain? Like you want your computer, to, which is the fastest to go and hit that close. You don't want your logical brain to go, yep, this is it. I should really be doing this. Well, at the same time, your emotion goes, oh, you've given me time. I'm awake. No, nah, we're not doing this anymore. We're going to stay in this because I want to, right? It makes a huge difference. If you've got that, that couple of seconds here, left and right, you will minimize the ability for your emotions to take over for you to go, I know this is logical exit, but I want to see if I can make more money. Here come the FOMO, the emotions, because the emotions is the brain that runs the joint and it's going to be the strongest and most powerful. There's no controlling it. Like you've got to be faster than it, not stronger than it. And so by being faster than it, you have to set yourself for the good habits, the preconditioning and allow your body to go straight instinctively to exit, bang, done. No questions about it. Does that make sense? Does anyone have any questions on that? Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Emotions are so powerful. They're so strong. Like we really underestimate the power of emotion. And like I said before, so many of us, they want like people uh, ashamed because they're emotional. They're ashamed. Oh, he's so emotional. Yeah, I have emotions. They're powerful. They're strong. They make things happen. They make the world move. You know, don't be ashamed of them. Just learn how to manage them and work with them. 
you know, there's one thing about being emotional and then going, ah, I'm getting really upset and emotional right now. I'm going to walk away or remove myself from this scenario so that I don't react in a way that I don't want to. That's logical. That's understanding who you are. And that's controlling and working with your emotions. Don't go, oh, I'm so frustrated now, but I can't be. I'm just going to hide myself away and just pretend and shove everything down because emotions are so powerful. Like if you can learn to use them, not abuse them or go against them, then you can really make make them work for your for your benefit and you can really help yourself move in a positive direction. Right. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and I may be getting a little bit sciencey here, so bear with me. Um, but on Monday, I just said I would talk a bit more about um, the electrons and how they flow in one way and they, they look a bit different in another way. And this was based off something I heard from Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he was talking about, so I'm paraphrasing here, but he's talking about how we should find and set our mood um, in the morning and in the night and put ourselves in a positive state and if we're living in the moment really about now in a positive vibration in a positive um state of mind we can actually radiate good positivity and um you know change use our brains to change our thoughts so that our state is positive and happy and vibrant and you know it becomes infectious right because emotions are really contagious and if you can do that morning and night you're going to live a more positive life because as motion as as emotions are contagious, when you are vibrating at such a high level that you're happy, that you're joyful, and you keep walking around with that vibrant, joyful happiness, it is really hard for someone to come in and be really negative. Like, have you ever walked into a room of people laughing and felt really shitty or stayed in a really shitty mood if everyone's continuing to laugh? Probably not because it's really hard. And if you walk into a room, have you ever walked in? Let me know in the chat. Have you ever walked into a room and you're like, ooh, it is tense in here. I do not feel good. I don't know why, but it feels really uncomfortable. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You felt that. It's because emotions are contagious. So if someone's frustrated and angry and they're releasing all this anger, you don't even need to know what's going on. You don't even know need to know anything about the situation, but you're like, this is a shit situation. Don't want to be here. Right? Because emotions are contagious. If you're in a really happy room, you can walk in and be like, wait, this is a good room to be in. I don't know what everyone's laughing about, but I want to find out so I can laugh with them right you want to be in that same vibration so if you can set yourself into a good positive happy vibration morning and night and walk around with that sustained happiness obviously it's hard and it takes practice i'm not saying just be happy all the time because that's also not the right thing to do but if you can do this it makes your life a lot easier because things just come to you and they're attracted to that and the vibrations move along with you and the reason i was getting into the science aspect of it is because he was talking about a scientific study, which I think, which after my further research, I believe is called the double split experiment, which discovers whether a electron is moving in a particle wave or a, a particle motion or a, a wave. Sorry, we're talking about quantum physics here, so it's a little bit technical. So excuse me if I get any technicalities wrong. But basically, what this discusses is the observer effect. And so this is an an idea that once something is being observed, it changes how it behaves. And what they noticed was that when you they were looking at this experiment, the electrons were behaving as a particle. And then when they weren't, they did the experiment 
without observation and it behaved as a wave. And so if the most subatomical smallest part of our entire existence, which we are all made up of, can move in different ways based on whether it's being observed or not. And the reason it's observed is because for it to be observed, a photon has to hit the electron so that we can see it, and this changes its trajectory. So that was the basis behind it. And this blew my mind. This really blew my mind because if an electron can move in a different way when we are observing it than when we are not, then that means that our thought about how it is going to move is the one thing that's really going to be affecting the way that it's moving. So our thoughts about, okay, this is an electron. This is how it's meant to move. This is how it is moving. We've observed it. We have a preconceived idea. Okay, then when we're not looking, it's moving in a completely different aspect. So if our thoughts can change the electrons' movements by observing them, then I believe that if we can observe our own thoughts and shift them to whatever we want them to be, then we can really have an impact on our own emotions and our feelings. If we can look within and observe the emotions we've got, think about them in a positive way and understand that, okay, energy is the way of life. Everything is an energy balance or imbalance. If everything wants to become an equilibrium, if you do anything with chemistry, I loved chemistry, but it's all about equilibrium states and trying to find a balance. So if you can look inside and try and shift your thoughts to match a positive vibration, then you will vibrate at a positive state, which will hopefully in turn vibrate those things around you and get you feeling very happy. So this goes along the lines of gratitude, thinking about gratitude and having the thought, the positive thoughts in your mind to hopefully bring you up in a positive vibration for the start of the day, creating a habit out of this, drilling that habit into your computer version of your brain and basically allowing yourself to think a positive, vibrant day basically and doing this over and over again so it's habit so you wake up first thing you think is positive gratitude vibrations happiness and actually trying to shift your energy and that obviously you can't do this all the time every single day because i think that's also unhuman i mean i have this really powerful analogy that i like to use about the heartbeat the heart is what keeps us alive but just like a heartbeat it goes up and comes down and then levels off and goes up and comes down and levels off now if you're always happy always high always at the top you're flatlining life's going to become boring and then you're going to be flatlining you're going to be dead if you're always sad always low always miserable it's going to be flatlining and you're going to end up being dead so really the ebbs and flow of life are extremely important and with the negatives we have gratitude for the positives and vice versa but finding that time to put yourself in a very happy positive mindset with gratitude etc in the start of the day and making it a habit i think will really shift your trajectory so i hope that made a lot of sense i got a little bit into the science um but all in all i wanted to try and summarize up the the different brains that we have from yesterday and how we can relate them to um the science kind of side of things that i said i'd be discussing um early in the week and yeah I hope that makes a lot of sense. If you have any questions, um, please feel free to let me know. Um, I really appreciate some of the messages I've been getting. They really mean a lot to me. Um, it's actually a little bit more than I thought doing these calls. And so when I have that appreciation, it means the world to me. And I hope 
that I'm not just here rambling and that people are actually getting some good advice of this. And hopefully once it goes to the podcast, people can um, also gather some great advice from it, me sharing my brain thoughts out loud. <laughs> so that's basically all I'm doing here. But with all that, um, I think that'll be the end for today. If anyone has any final questions or comments, please let me know. I'm just going to go through the chats here quickly because I see some messages coming through. Yes, oh yes. Great for inspiring training friends around the world. It's perfect. Awesome. It really helps. It's great. It's so good. Great explanation. You're showing wonderful value. I'm excited to go through my habits to see what are the positive and negatives. That's a great exercise. Yeah, I highly recommend doing it. And like even just writing down little things, like for example, coffee. If you have a coffee every morning, you can do that. But what do you do during your coffee time? Do you sit there and stare at the wall? Do you Maybe you can shift that to visualizing. Maybe if you like exercise, you can do push-ups while you're waiting for the coffee. Like you can really capitalize on your time and habit stack good good habits. So if you've got a good habit or even if you've got a bad habit, like if you don't want to drink coffee anymore, but you're justifying it because you need it, why don't you add something good into the time it takes you to make the coffee? Like, okay, I'm having my coffee, but I'm going to visualize my dream future the whole time that it's making. Or every time I have a coffee, I'm going to do 20 push-ups in the morning to wake me up and get the blood flow going. You might even find that after doing those, you don't actually want to drink your coffee. Just some examples. And I think when you've got the list of the habits, it's really easy to go through and do that. I was just thinking you should be on stage with a crowd of people. One day, maybe. That would be a dream. Thanks, Doreen. I actually would really love to be on stage talking to people at one point, but we shall see. Thank you, Jake. Great session. What a great way to start my day. Thank you so much. Perfect. Lots of value. I'm interested to see the results of going through my habits. Yeah. All right, everybody. If that is all for today with the comments and questions, I will uh, leave it there. And for my traders, I will see you soon. Tomorrow, we'll be having Deanna on, sharing a little bit about her. Actually, you know, I'll let her explain it to you tomorrow to keep it a surprise. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, tomorrow is a lovely day. Traders, I'll see you soon. And Thanks, I'll... Jake. Have a great day. No worries. See you later, everyone. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you, Jake. I appreciate you. You too, Leah. I'll speak to you soon. Bye, everyone.